Welcome to episode two of the Combatasaurs. I'm your host, Manpreet, aka MMA Lock of the Night, and your boy on Twitter at MMALOTN. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Tony, aka Tony Hawani. Oh God! Yeah, you told me about this. That's hilarious. <laughs> Have you ever been mistaken for somebody else other than yourself, like a celebrity or something like that? Like maybe not. Like oh my God, this guy is blah blah blah. But has no. anybody ever told you you look like a certain celebrity no. or somebody that anybody would know? Really? Not at all. I don't even think I look like Ariel much, man. What the hell? <laughs> I kind of see it now I that someone said it. Like, sort of. I don't know. It's the, no, the nose helps a little bit. Yeah, maybe. You're, get, you're getting real close to the Ariel Hawani territory. Yeah, I guess. I got that hook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I see it maybe in the eyes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but he's like, he has like the bald cut almost, right? Oh, uh, Widow's Peak, too. But okay, I so guess maybe. I got a bit of a widow yeah. speak if I like really <laughs> shaved it off. But yeah, somebody told me in one of my own podcasts from the for the lawcast that I look like this guy named Ebro from uh, Hot ninety seven. He's like a radio I DJ. I had to like Google him right away. I'm like, no the fuck clue, is? man. He's like this. You know, he's a black guy. I'm Indian, so I guess maybe the color <laughs> complexion. And I, it's kind of similar. Like he's a lighter skinned black guy. And uh, I looked at him like, okay, we kind of have a beard. We wear hats. Uh, I didn't really I see. Don't. I'll have to pull him up for you later. Yeah, to kind of see I'll, that. I'll need to see a pic of that. Yeah. yeah, but that one was, yeah, the the Hawani thing kind of caught me off guard. But I was like, I got to. Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, one. what the <laughs> hell is that? Okay, cool. I'll take it. I guess. Like, I mean, if we're doing an MMA show, I should exactly. probably get mistaken by someone. You know, might as well. At famous least it's Hawani. It's yeah, not seriously. somebody else. Exactly. Look. Uh, so I'd say uh, episode one was quite a success. You know, I mean, we we had a, we had a little bit of a, a standard that we wanted to set for that, uh, and we are back as you guys can see in a different setup. We we, we want to continue to innovate, make it better. My man Big Rob is always looking out for us behind the scenes. Uh, he'll be joining us in a little bit too uh, to help us with one of our segments. Uh, but here we are, uh, number two, episode number two. We're going to be looking over uh, March that just passed by us. A lot of big things that happened. Uh, there was a fight pretty much every weekend as well, which is fucking nuts. <laughs> that's that's like every month now right <laughs> we got one week that we have a, a lull which is this weekend coming yeah. up uh and then afterwards we're getting like fucking gangbanged by uh yeah seriously. max holloway israel adesanya it's, it's funny now like if there's a a weekend without a ufc event i kind of just go like oh what yeah now like, what bro what are you doing what the fuck <laughs> am i supposed to do now <laughs> i'm used to you know seven o'clock or five o'clock freaking yeah i'm used to that but Oh, yeah, that and uh, I guess a shout-out to ESPN for these early start times. Yes. My God, big, amazing. Big love it. up to those guys, for oh. sure. I, I I love the fact that, uh, what, this class card started at, what, 7? 7. I watched it after the fact, so I didn't really get to watch it. I think live. it was, like, by 10.15 it was wrapped up or love something it. like that. The whole fucking broadcast, done. Love it. Main event finished. It was great. Us East Coasters are yeah. so fucking proud of that. And ESPN, you've already won our love just for that alone. Remember... Remember when we saw Velasquez Lesnar live and yes. like it wrapped up and we're like, yeah, wait, that it's went like nine thirty uh, and the event's done. What yeah, the hell's we going were in on? Anaheim for that one. We yeah, were, we flew Pacific up for that time. one. <laughs> that and was yeah, nice. Where where we come out, it's you know, it's kind of dark, but like it's fucking ten o'clock. Or yeah, it's whatever like, it was. It's like ready to do stuff now. Yeah, yeah. what do we do now? Normally <laughs> we're just like, fuck, I'm passing <laughs> it's out. It's like one a.m. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, going home, burning out. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, <laughs> just want to go out. So we go to sleep now. I'm tired of you guys. Don't even want to see you anymore. So. Like I said, a lot happened this month. Uh, we're going to kick things off right with the welterweights. Uh, this this was a huge month for the welterweights. Uh, not to mention, you know, the first thing that happened pretty much March second, uh, Tyron Woodley drops the title to Kamaru Usman in probably one of the more yeah. dominating fashions we've ever seen in a title uh, change. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean, what, 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 what were your thoughts on Kamaru Usman's uh, performance there? 
He did way better than I thought he was going to do. I mean, I think I think you, yeah, you were you were the one who was like, yeah, you wanted to, you know, you, you thought Usman could do it, and I was like, man, I don't see it, man. Yep. Just I think the the wrestling's going to cancel out, and then Tyrant should have the standing edge because of his power. That's one narrative Usman's I didn't understand like, though. That's yeah. I heard that from a lot of people because I had commented on somebody's thing, and uh, I had said, you know, if if. Usman keeps us on the feet. He's going to win strictly off of activity. And everybody's like, what do you mean he's going to be a... He beat Wonderboy on the feet. I'm like, what? he dropped Wonderboy twice. Yeah, yeah. I didn't That's think it. Tyron's going to win by activity or anything. I just thought he would be able to land the better shots because of his speed. Do you think he would have him out? I wasn't super impressed with Usman's striking before. Like, maybe that's just me not watching properly, I guess. Yeah. But even in the RDA fight, I'm like, eh, he got clipped quite a bit. Like he, But he, it was just all pressure, pressure, pressure. Yep. But I'm like, if Tyron catches him, like he should, he should probably put him out. But... Another thing is like I, you probably should have. Oh wait, no. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get we'll, into that. Yeah, we'll, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about Tyron after, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. leave Tyron for a little yeah. bit later. But in terms of Kamaru Usman, you can say what you want about his stand-up striking in terms of technically. Yeah. Um, but when you have a pressure and a pace that he sets, similar to a Colby Covington, similar to uh, you know, who's another guy that comes for Justin Gaethje? You know, yeah. I mean, somebody who we're going to be talking about later, but. When you talk about these guys that don't have the most technical uh, abilities when it comes to striking, but when you when you're able to match that with pressure and pace, you're gonna be, you're gonna win the stand up. It may not look the prettiest, but you're throwing yeah. the most. You're you know advancing. You're pressuring. They they can always fall back on it, like the yeah. fact that they have the cardio. So like you said, even if they don't have the technique, if they keep throwing and you're not throwing back enough, they can still win. They went on just activity. based off volume. That's yeah. it. They Strictly off volume. Yeah. Um, I, I want to get back to Kamaru, but. Other big wins in that division. Yeah, <laughs> Jorge Masvidal shocking the world. Yeah, I definitely bringing down I, the giant. I told you, right? I was like, I don't see how Masvidal like the no way, way the way Stephen Thompson stifled him in his last fight. Yep. It's coming off like a year and a half layoff. Yep. I, I was like, man, and then the is way his heart fought is his heart in it. That, that's one thing that you yeah. kept saying to me. I remember you saying that. I'm like, you know what, Masvidal. Like I, I, I followed him on Instagram a little bit. Yeah. And it looked like he just went into that caveman mentality in terms of I'm just gonna go back to training and just fucking train. And he didn't even have to like again. Where he's fighting at 170, he's not cutting too much weight. Yeah. Right. Um, For him, it also looked like a case of like. The layoff was good, whereas I yeah. thought he would come up rusty. Yeah, I guess like coming for a paycheck. In yeah, in hindsight, when you think about it now, he even even talks about it. He would just this guy was really active and always training. So I guess like a layoff was like a good thing for him, and he came back looking fucking look great, amazing man. He looked great. He, he looked deaded, great. He deaded outside of getting dropped, which yeah. honestly, Masvidal gets dropped quite a few times in like in, in, man in has his a chin, though. Yeah, but he gets right man like has a chin. he will. It'll be like a flash knockdown, but before he even hits the ground, he's already awake again. It's always one of those, and then, yeah, after that, he just he got him. So, same night, Bad. Leon Edwards gets a victory over Gunnar yeah. Nelson. And, you know, quickly after that, probably the biggest thing that came out of that event was the whole Masvidal oh, yeah. Edwards three piece in a soda thing. <laughs> Not a fight you know I, I mean? care to see, though, honestly. <laughs> I, I only want to see it. Like, we already know now, Masvidal's booked to be, uh, fight Ben Askren. Better fight, for but sure. I wanted to see that fight just off the pure drama of it alone. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for me too, I like Leon Edwards, and he sh he, he deserves a bigger. He needs name a big now. fight. He, I mean, Gunnar Nelson is a big. Is win. it six wins? Uh, I want to say six or seven. It like might even be seven at this point. Yeah, he has and a, he, yeah, he's a striker primarily, and he out grappled Gunnar. Well, maybe not kind of out grappled, but he kind of at least stifled he, the grappling yes. quite a lot. Like, yeah, I, w I won't say he. Did a lot, but he the found fact himself that he, in hot water in that third round. But yeah, he but survived. Just the fact that even that first yeah. round, he was able to control him with the hook yep. against. He didn't do much once again, but still, like you, you would think he would just disengage from the grappling, and he was like willing to do it and was winning it. 
So you don't think that? Well, let's cover the other guys that actually won this weekend or this past month was Ben Askren, slightly controversial. You know what I mean? Man, yeah, that's like one a lot of people go back and forth on. I do think that he would have won it with that bulldog choke. I I, to, I told I you about know. the Gracie breakdown. Did yes. you did you watch that? I didn't end up watching it. No, Man, sorry. like they go into the details of it. They're like just the way the head position was. Lawler's chin was facing out. This and that. Uh, ben Askren's grip. They're like, man, I'm. T-, they, they were like. Henry Gracie too was like dead he's like yo he's like listen he listened he that choke was completely in he was done Fuck. and he had like a full minute and Askren's got a crazy squeeze it, it sucks that there's an asterisk around that it, well okay even okay so Lawler's arm clearly went limp when it dropped yes. right so you have to say he went out at least for a second he can't say he posted down no one posts like that it would drop people are saying limp. that he was relaxing no it went limp and then if you listen to what Askren says about it he says uh, Herb kind of started to come in yeah. and he loosened the grip and it kind of goes with the narrative because it looked like Lawler hand drop. Then Herb walks in, Askren kind of uh, loosens the grip, and that's probably when uh. he was able to do the thumbs up. So I'm like, okay, if if that choke wasn't, that means Askren would just have to start squeezing again, and he would have probably just finished it there. So do you think just off the simple fact that he was out, the fight should be stopped? Like even if it was for a split second or a, a second? Oh, okay. Remember, I, th- I think stopped? I told you this. If Herb had stopped it right with the arm went limp, I would be cool with that. He stopped it, though, after, after Lawler gave yeah, him yes, a thumbs yes, up. So the, the timing of his stoppage still didn't make thing. any sense. That's the main thing for me. Like, too. at that point, when Lawler puts his thumbs up, okay, keep it going. Then I think if it had kept going, though, I think then Askren probably could have got his definitive win and put him back out. It, it would have been nice to get that definitive win. Exactly. Episode, right? That's the problem. I, it almost feels like, I know a lot of people a lot of people are saying, like, Lawler got screwed here. But yeah. Askren probably could have yeah. got screwed out of UFC an easy debut. finish. Within, like, 20 seconds right? later, you probably yeah. could have had him out yeah. completely. And it was a crazy, like, what, two minutes? Oh, yeah. Just chaos. Yeah. Absolute chaos. Nuts. Um, luckily, he's getting matched up with Masvidal, which is yeah. a fight that I would look forward to a lot more than him against Lawler yeah. again. You know yeah. I mean? Maybe Lawler against Askren a little bit further down the road. But right now, I want to see Askren. Like, his t- his clock is k- ticking, too. He's not a spry young buck. You know what I mean? Like he's, no, no, no. He, I think he's, what, 34, 30, 35 maybe now turning? Yeah. So, yeah. so he's, he's up against the clock here, and... I think that uh, the fight with Masvidal would definitely put him in like title contention, especially considering that Masvidal just KO'd the guy just that fought for the last title, right? Yeah. Masvidal, so, I think, is like still fourth in the division or something like that. Or maybe fifth. Oh, I think, yeah, he's like above oh, Askren, we, too. We, you know what? We have the rankings yeah, right here. Is he so fifth and Askren sixth? Why are we fucking around? Uh, so we got Masvidal at four, Askren at five. Okay, yeah, there you so go. So I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That's a good matchup. I still... I'm... Like, just because of how Masvidal kind of got out grappled and controlled by Maya, I would still yeah. lean towards Askren. But Askren can get clipped at any time by anyone, really, because his striking is, like, not there compared it's to these so top-level UFC guys. It's so dirty. It's not that good. It's not that oh good at all. But his wrestling is so Yeah, it's top-notch. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of his striking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you want to put it that way. Um, two other guys I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to that did get victories this, this month. Anthony Pettis shocks the world as well. Back to back weekends, wasn't that? Wasn't Darren Till the week, or sorry, Masvidal was the week before, and then Pettis comes so. back the next week and pulls off another welterweight upset? Yeah, that didn't even make any sense. Make no sense. He was getting <laughs> lit up for two and a half rounds or whatever. The fight was going how pretty much everyone thought it was going to go. I tweeted fifty. It was a 50, 50 to forty-five fight before fucking. Uh, yeah, he landed that Superman hook or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was. yeah, it was easy. Wonder Boy was easily winning it, and then you think, okay, Wonder Boy has been hurt by Darren Till and Tyron Woodley twice, and they couldn't finish him. Yep. Pettis is not going to finish him. No. And then 
Anthony Pettis. Pettis has never been like a one shot knockout type of guy. Or either, if right? he, or if it is, isn't it's more of like a kick, a head kick, yeah, a body kick or a head yeah. kick. When the hell has he deaded someone with one punch? And it didn't even like I don't know. Say what you want against like maybe the momentum of Stephen no, Thompson coming forward. See it. So oh, he, he, didn't see he it. hooked okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, Thompson was expecting a straight. So when yeah. the hook came, it went. It was like past his oh. field of vision and. Uh, Florian brought up a good point how um, his feet were crossed, so his balance oh, was off. That was off too. at the yeah, moment, yeah. so it just it, everything lined up. Perfect ingredients. Yeah, for, like that for was that like to... I think that was like the, one of the only major shots Pettis even landed in the fight. Like Wonder that's Boy essentially had... Pettis winning the lottery. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, because he did get double his money for for you know show him winning all that shit. And now he's what in the welterweight? Division? Yeah, <laughs> what are we at? He, he is below hey. Stephen Thompson. Yeah, that's that's he's strange. below Stephen Thompson. That's strange. He beat I, this guy. Yeah, I and would swap them right at lower. least. Like, okay, right? I don't mind him being at seven, I guess, but Thompson should not be seven and Pettis no, eight. No, no, no. Uh, that makes zero sense. Can you imagine Pettis now wanting to fight up, calling out Thompson <laughs> again to, to move up the rankings? Like, Give me my the, ranking, yeah, bitch. <laughs> that you got my no ranking. Sense. I'm coming for number seven. <laughs> Fuck. No, nah, it's... I don't know what Pettis really has planned for this welterweight uh, resurgence, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's he not, says he has unfinished, unfinished business at 155. But a fight that he did talk about that I'd be down for is uh, a rematch against RDA. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, let like, him let him try to get that one back. I think both of them are out of title contention now, kind of just hovering yeah. where they are. RDA what's, just what's got booked to fight Kevin Lee, though. So just remember that. Yeah, welterweight fight. Right? It, it's Sure, why not? Yeah. Like, just give it, give it to him. Pettis is. I don't see him being a title contender. I mean, it's not like he. Blew. I told you this. He was too. losing look, to Thompson the whole fight. So and let's look him. at okay six. Maybe Darren Till could knock him out or some shit. I, I don't. I don't. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about Darren Till. Yeah, I'm not too high on Till anymore. He's got to fix him. Ben Askren, absolutely. Go, actually, they wouldn't even fight, right? They're training partners. No, and I think well, come on, Pettis gets held down by exactly barely wrestling. I think Pettis <laughs> even admitted he goes, "I don't want that fight." Yeah, he does save uh, himself the embarrassment. Pettis yeah. versus Masvidal. I would watch. I don't mind that. I would watch. I don't mind that uh, at all. RDA, we're down to watch that one. But Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley right at the top with uh, Kamaru Usman as a champion. There's no way Anthony Pettis is beating any of those guys because they are the most stylistically, the, the most, no. n- that will give him the bo- biggest trouble, right? Yeah, absolutely not. So, those are all bad matchups for him. Even RDA at this yeah. point, man, like... Uh, stylistically, like, yeah. like the, man, that first fight was a wipeout. Do I really want to see that again? I don't know. Last guy I want to touch on, we'll give him about two minutes or so. Uh, Easy Dos Santos, our yeah, man Aleski. My God. Uh, Aleski. <laughs> Elizios. Aleski Dos, Santi, yeah, Dos Santos. But a shout out to Coleman Event Podcast yeah. for Easy Dos Santos because that fucking, that is the best name that you could possibly yeah, give this awesome. guy. Yeah. That may resonate with the fans. But uh, yeah, big one over Curtis Miller, you know what I mean? He was, him, yeah. he was uh, touted to be a, you know, Capoeira, mainly a striker type of guy. Yeah. And Curtis Millinder, you know, very uh, disciplined and technical Muay Thai kickboxer who has always been able to, you know, hold a range very well and pretty much 30-27 all of his opponents. Exactly. But Zuleski King, comes yeah. up, fucking takedown, choke. Or uh, whatever, yeah. the, whatever the victory was. It was I, a submission. I thought it was going to be mostly a stand-up fight where Millinder kind of stifles that... That flashy more flashy like, style, yeah. yeah style and then nope just this guy yeah. just grapples him and runs through him what was it two minutes not even two minutes it was, he yeah, went for that takedown almost immediately that was insane yeah he just just cut through him like butter and now Crazy. even Millinder's like booked to fight again he's fighting like on Bilal Muhammad yeah. yeah okay which yeah which is another fight I think to... he's gonna w- lose really Bilal Muhammad could take him down and do the same work if not worse Oh man, I don't, think, I don't think I don't think okay. Muhammad gets him down as easy. But anyway, that's, I know, a, that's a different topic. Di- different topic. Different topic. <laughs> that's for the lawcast. If yeah, you guys want to know about that fight, we can branch okay. off into another yeah. thirty minutes. Actually, so. I think that's that fight's next weekend. So 
Oh, we get to answer that question very quickly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much putting on a bow for the the welterweight division. You know, I mean, big month for them. Uh, a title change, and then a lot of uh, contenders pretty much shuffling their way through. Uh, last thing I want to say about it, actually, it better be Kamaru Usman against Colby Covington next. Otherwise, yeah, there's no I fucking know. order. <laughs> it doesn't make right? any sense to do any other fight. Exactly. I mean, what are you gonna do? You can't do RDA, Tyron, no. Jorge. Everybody not, else. Not, is no booked. one. There's literally no one. And Woodley doesn't de- doesn't deserve an immediate rematch. God in my no. Opinion. God All right. no. All right. So that's the welterweights right there. Let's get into our top performer of the month. I'll let you kick this one off because I'm trying to remember mine right off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, man, I got to go with Usman over Woodley. Yeah. It was just so dominant. I don't even think he got hit once, like cleanly, like really nope. cleanly. Destroyed him in every category. Even on paper, you look at the wrestling credentials. What is he, Division 2? Yeah. And Woodley's Division Woodley 1. Was, so you would Woodley think Division would have the advantage. Yep. Usman's like, I don't give a fuck about your nope. stupid credentials. It just ran right through him, went at him, didn't care if he was supposed to be the better grappler, just tore through him, beat him in every facet. In the clinch, he beat him. He beat him standing. He beat him against the cage. He Absolutely beat him in the grappling. Like I don't think there was one negative moment for Kamaru Usman. Nothing. There was, about it. there was nothing. Did he, he get clipped? He didn't get clipped. No. He didn't I, get taken down. I think down. I scored at 50-42 yeah. or something oh, like that. Ooh. Three ten eights. I think I, I can, gave I can, him. I can see that for sure. I, I don't see how you give it to anybody else for this month at least. All right. Well, <laughs> I I knew you. I had a feeling. I had a. It had uh, to be oh. with. Um, sorry. Yeah, it had to be Usman. Over I, I had a little take. You know, I thought that you were gonna pick Kamaru Usman, so I just wanted but, to switch it up a little bit. I would pick Kamaru Usman too. I think he deserves it. You know, what I mean, again, title change. This is when it matters the most. He went out there. He performed. He got the victory. Oh yeah, that's okay. I'll tell you my runner-up after. Go for it. Go, 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 go for it. Go for it. Really? Go, yeah, yeah. Go. Okay, for it. I guess the the other one. Yeah, I was considering was. Uh, wait, does that is that still March? Gaethje Barboza. That is March. Okay, yeah, that I would say March. Gaethje over Barboza was a really good performance too. Like overall performance, yeah. because that you know they, people thought it was going to be long drawn. Now Gaethje was going to have to weather a storm. This and that. No, no, no. no. He came right at him, hurt him right away on the yeah. feet, and put him out in two and a half minutes. And he got hurt too in that. Yeah, I love how the first ten seconds were just like leg kick, kick your leg, leg kick. Yeah, yeah. kick your leg. No, I'm gonna kick your leg. Kick That's your... What, it was just five leg kicks. Right a lot of that. people were talking about that. They're like, "Yo, are they actually gonna go for this leg yeah, kick?" Yeah, first There's, thing, two seconds. You got Barboza, fucking one of the most technical strikers with the most powerful chopping yeah. leg kicks, and then you got Gaethje, who's just, "I'll throw a fucking leg kick in the clinch." Like, yeah, <laughs> and Gaethje first thing, two seconds in, yeah. like just to just to show how little how how little fucks he gives, yeah. has to give. Just boom, leg kick right away against the leg kicker. Beautiful, beautiful performance by uh, Gaethje there too. But I had to go uh, with somebody that I did have a little bit of money on this past weekend and uh, was fighting on the same Justin Gaethje card. I think it was the arrival of Jack Hermanson. I think that he, that was, it was only 50 seconds. But I think that was the statement that he needed to put on to put the rest of the middleweight division on notice. I really thought that, you know, if he came out here and got a very dominant victory, whether it was a TKO, if, you know what, if anything, this guillotine was, was it a guillotine? It was a guillotine. It was like a power guillotine almost. Even. A one arm. Crazy. It was, it was an arm. Like in. the amount of torque that he got on that was ridiculous. But the, the fact that he was able to do that to a jiu-jitsu black belt yeah. that quickly. That I was, uh, I think we both, we both initially, like, right when we saw those odds, we're like, oh man, that, this, this, this is a day. good pick on Hermanson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like cutting through him like that, he definitely deserves a big fight now. So, I will say though, um, one big factor of that fight was Branch just keeps shitting the bed. I, I, like he that's, mentally So folds. that's another thing. I don't know how he much does you want to attribute. I don't know how much you want to actually attribute that to, um, you know, is it David Branch really falling off a cliff? Or is this really Jack Hermanson showing? The I think it up? was a combination of both. So you have to give Hermanson Hermanson yeah. his credit. I mean, the, the trip, the throw into the position, that was great. But yeah, at the same time, 
Branch has been really unimpressive in the UFC. He seems to just be mentally folding a lot and kind of like quitting a little bit, maybe near the end. The Luke Rockhold one was pretty rough. Yeah. But it's Luke fucking Rockhold, so. Yeah, yeah. But right? I don't, yeah, it, I, I don't know. It, it was, it, Branch has just been really disappointing too. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, one thing, yeah. I, I, I was I was high on Hermanson coming in and. Uh, Same, yeah. I'm kind of glad that, that that he got this W. And, you know, that Chris Weidman call out is interesting. That's right? that's a good call out. I don't I don't see why Weidman... I mean, that's one thing that Weidman kind of annoys me about Weidman. needs some ground to make he, up. He has some ground to make up. Hermanson is number 10 now. So, he's ranked. Chris he Weidman should, can't say he's ranked. Uh, Weidman he's should ranked. definitely take that fight. He's 1-4 in four yeah. in his last fights. I highly doubt he wants to fight Paulo Costa, who has just been rumored to fill in for Yoel Romero against uh, Jacare Souza at the end of this month. But Weidman should be fighting down or fighting someone coming Brunson, off a loss. Brunson's fighting point. Elias. He, he needs an easier fight, yeah. So Brunson's at eight. He's fighting Elias. Weidman Can't at even. six and Hermanson at ten. So, you know, Weidman does have some ground to make up, especially with the tumultuous run that okay. he's been on. Okay, I got to mention this right. Well, how is Canadier ranked above Hermanson? <laughs> <laughs> they both beat the same guy outlast. <laughs> both dominant performances. Nah, and Hermanson actually has a track record at middleweight. Canadier's nah. won one fight there. Nah. Come on now. That's ridiculous. The, the fact that we started off with, uh, what was it, Pettis? Yeah, Pettis being ra- ranked below <laughs> Stephen Thompson <laughs> below Stephen after Thompson. just deading him. Yeah, that, right. that is a, those those two should be switched. But yeah, Weidman versus Hermanson is a good fight for both guys. Yeah, all right. Well, actually, you know what? It might be too tough for Weidman. Two one and four coming off. Man, and Hermanson's a beast. Give Weidman like a Brad, Brad Tavares, Tavares. <laughs> someone who's not gonna. And I love Brad Tavares, but Brad Tavares yeah. is not gonna fucking put him out no, and hurt I, him, man. I, I think just for <laughs> fuck. Well, I guess it would have been cool to see Hermanson against Paulo Costa, if but Costa's fighting. They're uh, both kind of contenders, though. Right? I think they I like to match yeah. up. One of, I guess it would be good. Rockhold too. should be, I guess, taken out of there too. Yeah, he's up at two hundred five now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much our top performers of the month. I I think there were some great performances. Kamaru Usman probably being the best one, uh, yep. but definitely got to give shout outs to uh, Jack Hermanson and Justin Gaethje. Uh, Gaethje, yeah. all, obviously, still four minutes and whatever. How long was that fight? Two and a half. Two minutes. and a half minutes. Yeah, we're getting an entire Justin Gaethje fight in two and a half minutes, and we're still fucking down and with that. I, <laughs> wasn't it, I, think, I swear it was fight of the night and knockout of the. You had a fight of the night in a two and a half minute fight. I think he has five bonuses in six fights. Oh. <laughs> uh, that ridiculous. perfectly. I love how we always are able to leeway from one segment to the next with Justin Gaethje. Oh, Gaethi. yeah, what the fuck? That's so, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. And I don't even plan that shit, which I is know. hilarious. That's it just so fucking flows into that. Uh, in your opinion, with Justin Gaethje coming off this big win over uh, Edson Barboza, you know, he has a couple losses to Dustin Poirier. Uh, he has that uh, the loss to Eddie Alvarez as well. But he has been slowly coming back. He has that win over James Vick. He has that win over uh, Edson Barboza just now. A lot of people think that Justin Gaethje might be able to have the style and be the guy to take the crown from Khabib. What do I, you think about that? I could definitely see that. <clears throat> the thing about this matchup that's like really intriguing, I, I mentioned I would mention this earlier, Luke Thomas brought this up too when I was watching um, the MMA fighting. Yep. Um, he, he talked about how like you just don't know because there's not much tape or, of Gaethje wrestling. So yes. we know he's a competent wrestler in terms of he like... He has the accolades, yeah. right? Yeah, when you see him in the clinch and stuff, like Luke Thomas and Broke, you, you could see him doing certain things to let him know. Like he knows what the hell he's doing. But how long has he been in prolonged grappling exchanges for, for, to, to really analyze how he would do against a Khabib? Because most guys, he can just get away from them and then uses it more to pressure and clinch and stuff like that. 
But against a Khabib, how long can he defend that? Like, how good is he at chaining his defense together as Khabib keeps switching up attacks and dragging him? How good is he at getting back to his feet? Nobody knows. But then on the inverse, what happens if he is good enough to defend it? Now what the fuck is Khabib going to do against this pressure? Yeah. I could easily see Gaethje just beating the shit out of him against the cage as Khabib's getting worn down. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how Khabib uh, reacts to somebody pressuring him because he's normally the one pressuring everybody else, right? And Gaethje trying to stay away from his grappling. Gaethje gives no fuck. Like everyone else is like, "Oh shit, Khabib! I gotta watch out for the takedown." Yeah. Even Connor, remember? Like he didn't even—he wasn't even focused on his movement. Nothing. He was just like, "Oh well, he's grabbing my leg. Now yeah. I gotta start to defend." Yeah. We knew this was coming. Gaethje's just gonna come at you and no fucks. not give a fuck. Oh, yeah. you're a wrestler. Cool. I'm still gonna go and punch <laughs> you in the face. Barbosa, you leg kick. Cool. Yeah. Here's a leg. Here's kick. a leg kick. Like <laughs> does not give a fuck at all. Uh, he might, he might, he might start the fight by shooting on Khabib, <laughs> just to show how little of a fuck he gives. You know what? I, I would not be surprised now that you Seriously? fucking bring that up. That did not cross my mind yeah, until this you moment. You might just go and double leg Khabib right away, <laughs> and then just fucking maul him. Yeah. See, the the interesting aspect to this fight is uh, Khabib's fight against Ally Quinta. We saw how interesting things can get if Khabib really can't get the guy down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Ally Quinta completely training for a different fight all the way up until weigh-in day. And then he gets to switch yeah, up going from Paul Felder. Felder yeah. From Felder to Khabib. So Straight he's not it. ready for that type of shit. No. But again, he did decent. Decent enough to make it five rounds. Uh, but with Justin Gaethje, you know what I mean? Like we said, if he's able to survive. Uh, say he even gets taken down in the first two rounds a couple times. We saw that Khabib's kind of, you know, uh, tendency to get the fight to the ground really dwindles. In those fight and yeah. fight against uh, I can, and I we can, can see, see Gaethje you. kind of fucking going, you know, yeah. balls to the wall for a three, four, five. Maybe he can get the finish yeah. in three, four, or five. I can see Gaethje even if he gets back up, he's probably the type of guy who's gonna get. Oh, sorry, if he gets taken down, he's gonna get right back up. Like I, I can see him just constantly yeah. trying to frame up and get up. I think even in Khabib's past fights, guys can get back up, but the thing is, Khabib just doesn't detach from you and he'll just get you back down, so he doesn't yeah. really care much. He does like the Cain Velasquez type of thing. Like yeah, so I think. The trick would be like Gaethje would probably be able to get back up, yeah. But would he be able to detach? And does he care to, or would he just reverse him I in his own he, clinch? I think he throws heavy enough and uh, often enough to wear him out maybe. to 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 kind of get Khabib a little bit hesitant. That's for closing the distance as I, much like, as he is. He just has to keep defending for a certain period, and while defending, wear out Khabib. Yeah. And then you could see it; the the tide could start to turn pretty easily in his favor. Khabib can get hit. So, taking Justin Gaethje out of this, do you think there's anybody else that actually poses a threat in the uh, in the lightweight division to take that title from Khabib? It I have one guy. It has exactly. to be Tony. It has to be Tony. Okay, perfect. Um, Ferguson for sure, because like look, for, uh, Khabib's going to get Ferguson down. Ferguson doesn't have the greatest takedown defense, but and Khabib will. Does it take matter him down. though? With Khabib, that's with what I mean. With Ferguson, he's so tricky. Like Kevin Lee even mentioned it. Like Kevin Lee. He's a great grappler. Once he gets guys down, takes their back, this yep. and that. Yeah, I think he even, he even mounted Ferguson at one point. But Ferguson survived that. And then he got him in a triangle. So how many guys tap out Kevin Lee off their back? Kevin yeah. Lee was talking about how Ferguson does these little things that you don't really anticipate. He's and I guess for, with his... for someone like us, we probably can't even see what the hell yeah. he's doing. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably doing some little things to get it. Yeah. So you know, And he's not going to get tired. No. He will just keep throwing yeah. shit up. And that Eddie Bravo Jiu-Jitsu yeah. off his back, yeah. man, I don't. The, uh, I, I can I can easily see him submitting uh, Khabib. I can see that too. Like he does he does very well in terms of creating scramble situations, yeah. and then he's able to capitalize on those. Yeah, and then you he can I mean? do the pressure style of Gaethje on the exactly. feet as well. He just keeps coming. 
Another zombie-like guy. I don't know how much we'd have to worry about Tony Ferguson really getting clipped there. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he has shown... He has... Could be, okay, could be landed on Connor, but I don't think yeah. Connor was even well, worried about okay. that. Okay, Ferguson sometimes gets a little reckless. Like, the RDA fight, that's a good fight, for instance. Um, Five-round fight. First round, Ferguson comes out, like, um, and he's not really defending that much. He's really getting in his face, and he loses that round. Mm-hmm. Second round, he gets more technical, picking his shots, wins it. Third round, comes out exactly like the first round and loses it again, getting yeah. clipped. Yeah. Fourth and fifth fights like the second round again, and he's good. Cruises to a victory. So Depends he can't fight that way. Yeah, like if he if he if he comes out not giving a fuck, relying on his Mexican chin, he can lose rounds that way yeah. as he's trying to get to you. Yeah. But as soon as he wants to fight technical picket shots, he's fucking he's amazing. long. Like he's long. He's his kicks great. are good. Outstriking RDA on the feet is yeah. really impressive. That's a very man. impressive feat. It's for very sure. fucking impressive. Uh, we're getting Max Holloway and uh, Dustin Poirier coming up. So if say Dustin Poirier wins. Do you give him a shot against Khabib? Uh, I don't... I guess you... Man, it's it's for the interim belt, right? Yeah. So, like, no I matter what, it should. You know what I mean? I guess you... Okay, here's... Here's the thing. I don't care... Like, the fact that it's for an interim title, fine, cool. But Tony Ferguson should only ever be in a title fight in his next fight. So, yeah. I... I still think even if Poirier wins that fight... Whether it's Poirier or Holloway, Ferguson should still be fighting Khabib next. That, that's the only fight that makes sense at lightweight. They, they've done this before where they had, like, remember when uh, um, they had the Lesnar's the UFC heavyweight champion and Mir's the interim champion? Yep. And they were like, I think they were defending their belts too. Oh, no, wait, no, no. That, that never actually happened. No? Never mind, never mind. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing even Poirier can either wait or defend his interim yeah. belt separately if they even care to do that. But it just doesn't seem right for Ferguson not to be in the actual title fight against Khabib. Plus, like, come on, we have to see this fucking fight. <laughs> How many times? Four five times? times? Four or five, five times? Four or five times. It's, it's stupid. I think like, it's four. And it's, it's probably two the each. most cursed matchup in MMA history. Yeah. It's four. I think it's four and it's two each. Like, they've each pulled out twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I looked it up recently. Uh, the tiramisu, the weight cut, uh, Ferguson pneumonia. snapping his ACL. And he then had pneumonia. water in the lungs. Oh, yeah. Of Ferguson and then the ACL. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Then uh, Khabib with the weight cut. Yep. Uh, the last thing regarding this uh, this whole Khabib talk and who can dethrone him, Dana White recently came out saying that two of the fights that he wants to see the most are Floyd Mayweather against Conor McGregor in MMA. And what the fuck? He said Khabib- that? Yes. Oh my. <laughs> he fucking said that. And the other one, Khabib versus Conor too. Oh, I go. He want. Okay. Why? Well, because it's money. Why? He doesn't really care to see Why? that fight. He just wants the money. Money. It's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna get. It's a lot of money, especially now with their little Twitter feud. Yeah. Escalating to yeah. this whole religion and stuff like yeah. that, and making fun of each other's wives. So the, the the heat is there. Obviously, people are gonna fucking watch Connor, but realistically, let's again. I, I'm a stickler for the order of things. That you guys yeah, will always I, hear me talk about that shit. It should so, be about that, right? Khabib, Tony next. Right, hundred percent. But then you got Tony for or sorry, uh, Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier sitting out there, po- possibly being the next interim champion. The winner of Poirier and Holloway, if they don't get the next title fight, then Connor is still a fight they will I take. Am either one of them will okay take with that. that. I'm absolutely okay and with that. And for Connor, either way, you're rematching a guy you already beat, so you know yep. you could win that fight. But honestly, in in a rematch against Holloway, I think Connor gets destroyed. Right now. <laughs> like I, think, I really think he gets fucked Absolutely up. Absolutely, I think he could still get Poirier because Poirier can get clipped and put down. Yep. But I think Holloway just destroys him this dummies time. Him. I think yeah, he dummies seriously. him. Yeah. 
one guy that is actually a little bit further down on the rankings that kind of just caught my eye that I almost forgot about but was thinking about bringing up during this podcast. Yeah. Mr. Gregor Gillespie. If Khabib yeah, is still sitting the at the top fuck, after going through the rest of those guys, uh, I think Gregor Gillespie absolutely puts up a good good shot yeah, against he, Khabib he too. He needs a good fight. Right? Him and Felder actually would probably be a good next I fight. I want to see him against the, like, so Kevin Lee's gone. He's gone to 170. Yeah. Yeah, versus. like you can't really have Gregor Gillespie fight too high up then, because Gaethje's not going to take that fight. Who else is there? I Char- just fighting Charles Cerrone. Oliveira against Gregor Gillespie. He's would I, watch. <laughs> Gillespie should probably fight up though. Like Felder. he should fight up, but having Charles Oliveira on your record is not. Yeah, bad. actually, and Oliveira's on a run right, right now. Exactly. He's on a tear. He's on yeah. a tear too. So maybe it's a good fight for both of them. Yeah, right. That's true too. Because we uh, got so, we got Cerrone against Iaquin. Iaquin. That's up. a that's a fucking great. fight. I wouldn't even mind seeing Gregor against the winner of that fight. That yeah. fight's uh, beginning uh, But of I, I guarantee you, if, if Iaquinta wins that, he's not taking no Gregor Gillespie. Yeah, we already heard Ray Longo on fucking Ray Longo's <laughs> minute saying he gets a title shot. I'm surprised Iaquinta's fighting shot. down at all, but I guess because it's Donald Cerrone, it's a name. It's yeah. like, I'll take that fight, you know? Uh, Iaquinta should probably get a, be getting Connor right now, honestly, when you think about it. If Connor would fight. If he gets fight. to win. If Connor would <sighs> fight. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Connor apparently tweeted now that he's coming out of retirement. Yeah, so, I saw yeah, that. Short lived, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to touch on that very shortly, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the, the, the whole Khabib talk. You know what I mean? Like, it really got my mind thinking when a lot of people were saying that Justin Gaethje probably has the best style and uh, scat of skill, set of skills. Scat of skills. Scat of skills. He has the best set of skills to give Khabib the most trouble in the division. And after kind of talking it out, I, I'm kind of sold on that. I like I'm down I with like that. It. Well, I, I, I think the know. odds would be a lot closer than the, you know, than... You know, if the, if the Barboza fight didn't happen or if the Ga- uh, Vic fight didn't happen. But I think now you got to give Gaethje, you know, a decent shot. Like, I'd yeah. be surprised if he, was, <laughs> if he was heavier than a plus 250 favorite. I, oh, would 100%. Kind of, I would be a little bit surprised. 100%. Right? Or, sorry, 250 underdog. Uh, another so. caveat about this whole, like, you know, lightweight division thing yeah. is um, God knows what it's going to look like when Khabib decides to fucking fight again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of the I year. Mean, well, he's That's suspended so till July, but apparently he's not going to fight until his teammate suspensions are up in uh, November. So, like, up. it's like November. This, it, doesn't yeah, Ramadan come into play around that? Too then? No, I think. Oh, he fights in October sometimes. No, I think so Ramadan's good. around July. Okay, okay. So okay. if, he, if, if he fights in, he can make November cards. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's our bow on fucking the lightweight division. Justin Gaethje, we give him a chance. Yeah. Next up, we got the double jab segment coming out, which is when I'm going to bring my boy Big Rob into the studio. Well, he is oh, yeah. in the studio. He's Quick just shot. chilling over there, probably touching himself. I'm not totally sure, but. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you guys remember from last week or last month, geez, it's been a while since we did that last one. From episode one, we brought in the double jab segment, which is pretty much me and Tony are going to get fed topics from my man Big Rob, and we're just going to talk about it for a minute and just give our best thoughts on what this is. And all, again, this is all about something that has happened in March, so uh, there's plenty to talk about, and it was uh, kind of hard to narrow it down to five if, if I'm totally being honest. So my man Big Rob, take us away. All right, guys. So uh, for the double jab, uh, first question, we got uh, with uh, Camaro securing such a dominant victory over Tyron, which title winning effort was the most dominant for you? Okay, so uh, is it me first? That's you. All right, cool. Um, I actually thought of four off the top of my head, okay? So I'll I'll, I'll end off with my actual pick. Give me me two. Okay, got... uh, Runner up. Anderson Silva, Rich Franklin. Ooh. That's like an old school one. Velasquez, Lesnar. Okay. That was kind of dominant. And then here's my, my runner up. 
And the, the top two were close, but I have to go with the... So the runner-up would be Jones Shogun. Jones beating Shogun. Yes. And my number one has to be, because of the circumstances at the time, Dillashaw beating ah. Burrell. I, have to, I had to go with that. And, but it was close for me with Jones Shogun, too, because that was dominant as fuck. But just the fact that Burrell was the pound-for-pound pound king, and then Dillashaw came in, a super big underdog, having lost his fight before... Like, he was only all coming off a one-fight win streak. Yep. Nobody thought he was going to win. And Nobody he thought he deserved the top Just shot. ran through him for four and a half rounds and put a stamp on it at the end, finally. So, I'd have to go with that. You going with Dillashaw? Yeah. Oof. All right. All right. All right. So, I did want to go with... There we go. That was your one minute right there, my <laughs> yep. man. All right. <laughs> uh, so, I, I knew... We, we kind of talked about this before, actually. I, I wanted to go with uh, TJ Dillashaw, Hennon Burrow. Again, I just wanted. to... Uh, uh, piggyback off your comments a little bit again most dominant victory in my opinion in a, in a title fight considering the fact that TJ Dillashaw was a plus 500 underdog coming into that fight yeah. Kamaru Usman was roughly around a plus 160 plus 170 so people gave him a better shot than they gave TJ Dillashaw and TJ Dillashaw right off the bat fucking put it on Henan Brow it was one of the best performances and I can when I was a fan back then I never really I never really watched fights again twice but that was one of the fights where I watched like two or three times back to back yeah, to back because I'm like we were so blown so away. fucking like, impressive nobody knew what was happening so impressive but uh, you know what I will give that my title for most dominant title winning effort uh, but the one that I, in my opinion comes really close but is really overlooked a lot is Joanna Janjacek beating Carla Esparza that was a fucking ass whooping yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. Because, yeah, Sparza come off the tough uh, Ultimate Fighter, and she had ran through everyone in the house. So, yeah, yeah. that was that was great. So don't don't fucking skip out on that one, Joanna and Sparza. My man, Big Rob, what's next? All right. Second one we got here is uh, with all the shenanigans surrounding him, what are your current feelings on Connor? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kick this one off. So we all know what the fuck is going on with Connor. We got the whole back and forth with Khabib online. We got the whole uh, baby mama, possible second baby mama or some <laughs> shit. Um, my personal opinion with Connor is I, I I find it easier than most people to be able to separate the athlete from the person. Uh, you got to do that with Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? You got to do that with um, fucking Michael Jackson with all the shit that's coming out about him. You know what I mean? You, you got to separate the art from the actual person. And in that aspect, you can't take away the... the the, the accolades that Connor has be able, been able to put together in the octagon. You know what I mean? Be, becoming the first ever double champ. You know, say what you want about the fight selection coming up to that. Um, but, you know, it's shitty what he's doing in terms of being a person himself. And, and he's always posting on social media like he's just... Nothing really happened other than when he's taking jabs at guys. You know what I mean? he's He did a fucking guest speech with Tony Robbins recently. Like, who the fuck saw that coming? And then... Uh, now he ha he's tied up with this whole religious bullshit that's happening with Khabib and I'm cool with him I'm fine with it but uh, he's really got to smarten up because I think one more s bad step and it might be you know that's it for him yeah what about I you, kind of agree with what you're saying he doesn't I don't get offended or anything by him too much. He's clearly smart. He knows what he's doing. But I think also, deep down in his heart, he's a he's like a crazy Irish wild boy too. So that that don't part give these crazy motherfuckers yeah, money. Yeah, that 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 part comes out a lot, and that's why you know he does he does a lot of dumb shit. But that's also one thing he's got to kind of tone back. Like, do you just want to be in lost like uh, in courtrooms all the time, dealing with the law all the time? Mugshot. Like, after why? Mugshot. Just go enjoy yourself. You know, stop getting into dumb shit like this. So. Yeah, I, he's not he's not that harmful to me, but um, he should probably, like, you know, tone it down a bit because he does seem to be... Like, at first, I would always think it's more just, ah, he's always calculated, but now it's starting to get to a point where it's, okay, 
I, I'm starting to believe less and less that mo some of this is calculated and that he's just getting a little too crazy and wild and needs to reel it back in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Just a little much. Just Maybe a get bit. off the nose candy a bit. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, man. With, with, with him, though, it's like you don't know if the next thing is going to be the last thing. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. At what I, point does everybody just say fuck it? At this point, I don't really take him too seriously and I kind of just wait to get official announcements. Like, do whatever the hell you want to do on Twitter. You're going to yeah. say whatever. Cool. I'll get a laugh and that's about it. All right, Rob. What's up next? All right, so the uh, third question here is, is it in the best interest for one championship for DJ, Eddie, Sage, and Vitor to run through their competition? Okay, so um, Vitor, uh, fuck no. <laughs> um, you don't want Vitor running through your competition. Uh, Wait, TRT this tour? is TRT Vitor, actually. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, if he's juice to the gills back to 25-year-old level, then okay, maybe that's cool, right? But either way, probably still not a good look to have Vitor run through anybody. But outside of that, no, like they shouldn't be running through them. You want them to look competitive and good. It's probably a good thing for 1FC that Eddie Alvarez got knocked out in the first round almost well, actually, maybe not in terms of marketability and stuff like that, True. but it's a good look for their fighters. Eddie Alvarez getting knocked out in the first round in his first fight outside of the UFC after he's been fighting top guys and doing pretty good outside of Dustin Poirier pretty yeah. much in the yep. Connor fight. Yep. Uh, that's really impressive. It's a good look for one. Even the DJ fight, I don't know if you caught that fight. I did. Yep. The first round was slightly competitive. It was good. It was competitive. Yep. Um, whoever he was, I can't remember the name yeah, of the guy. Yuya or something. Yeah, he yeah. was he was tuning him up. He was uh, on the feet, not really tuning him up, but he was getting him pretty good. I'd say he probably won the feet exchanges. And he was reversing the grappling really well. I, it's, it's, it's a good look if your fighters look competitive against former fighters who were in the top tier of the best organization. For me... I see. I absolutely see your point of view. Yeah. Uh, but I think one of their big uh, goals, or one of the big targets for one championship, is breaking into the North American market. And I think so to they do that, the top. I think to do that, you need guys like DJ and even Sage. Like the real MMA fans know that Sage is really not that good. He's not. He's lucky that he has probably the most abs you'll ever fucking see on a human <laughs> being. And has that pretty boy, you know, 90s boy band look. And all yep. the girls are fucking Surfer. gaga goo goo over him. Yeah. Right? If they, you know, go out and have these highlight performances against fucking some guy from Myanmar. You know what I mean? D those are the guys that these guys are fighting. You know, I think that's going to resonate more with MMA fans and over, over over in North America. And be like, okay, I want to keep watching these guys. I know DJ. I know I may not know these other guys. And they might have one fucking crazy Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin type fight with these guys. Which make these other guys a little bit more synonymous with the North American market. But the only way to get the eye... Like, you're not going to go watch this Timothy, whatever the fuck his name is, who knocked out Eddie Alvarez. You're not going to go out and seek his next fight. No, probably right? not. Yeah, oh, he point. beat Eddie Alvarez. Great. I won't know when he's fighting next. Yeah, you're he's right. He's always going to be known as the guy that knocked out Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, pretty but much. But nobody's going to seek out to go watch him fight. Right? All right. What do we got next, Rob? Okay, so the next one we got here is, uh, do you agree with the uh, Morias... Uh, Sahudo booking and um, how would you bring order to the uh, flyweight and bantamweight? Oh, is it me first? That's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I tripped out oh, there. Wait. but Is it me? It is totally me. <laughs> <for> it. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> My bad. I fucked up on our own show. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so in terms of uh, Suhudo Marais, I don't like it. I like it for entertainment factor. I don't like it as, again, for the order of things. Suhudo is always out there talking about I'm the savior of the flyweight division. Uh, don't cut the flyweight division. You know, DJ did one thing. I'm going to make it even bigger and better. 
then why the fuck are you not f- defending your title? Go to flyweight. Go back to flyweight. You have a t- you have a fight in Joseph Benavides that is very intriguing storyline wise because they were coaching against each other, and otherwise because Joseph Benavides has a win over him. That's the fight to make. Marlon Moraes, he should be you know lined up against a guy like uh, Pedro Munoz or Aljamain Sterling. Those that triangle of guys up there at 135 should be the ones that should be actually fighting for this title. Because what the fuck does it really mean if? Uh, you're gonna become a champ, champ off of fighting for a vacant title. Like I, I, I don't know. You have to go out. You have to go up to 135, and okay, Marais is probably number one up there. I get it, but it's it. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is about that narrative that just rubs me the wrong way. But Marais against Aljo or Pedro Munoz should have been next, and Suhudo should have fought Joseph Benavides or even Juicy Formiga would have been fine with. Yeah, Tony. Um, that makes sense. I remember when I brought this fight up as a suggestion to you, and your reaction was like, "Oh, fuck out! Don't even, <laughs> don't even bring that up." And I'm like, "I think they might actually do it." And then they booked I it. I almost deleted you off of WhatsApp. Yeah, <laughs> almost. I okay. Now I'm not too opposed to it because of the fact that Cejudo actually did beat TJ Dillashaw. Linearly speaking, you could almost consider him as taking the belt from him. So it almost does make it look like it's the actual bantamweight fight between Marais and Cejudo. Um, I another reason being Marais doesn't really have anyone else to fight in that division for a title realistically you have uh, a sun sound strolling at the top who he murked and ran through and munoz to me i mean i don't think it's i know he's ranked four but i just don't think it's that impressive to knock out a cody garbin that's standing in front of you in a fist and just going uh, rock'em sock'em robots and having a good chin like that's kind of how he got into his position so in my opinion i don't think marias has a really good other fight and since cejudo did just knock out that champion I don't mind him as much fighting for the belt. Although I will say, Cejudo probably should be fighting Joseph Benavidez and defending his flyweight belt in terms of what's good for flyweight. But it's just because the limited options at bantamweight, in my opinion, I don't mind it as much. Cejudo Benavidez, that's sort of that. That yeah, that. All right, he should last get that one, back. Rob. Hit me. Okay, last one, guys. PFL just announced their roster for season two. How far do you think they are from becoming a top three promotion? Tony? Um, top three might be tough, I guess, because you got Bellator, UFC, and probably one FC might even be um, yep. ahead of them, or they're, they're, they might be next. I, I would rate I would rate it UFC, uh, Bellator, and one FC. Yeah, but one thing I do like, I was actually like, I was actually kind of like, uh, are they actually going to pay these guys out at the end of like, will they have the money to do it? And they did, and everything went well. So that I think is a huge attraction because if I'm a UFC fighter. I'm like, wait, I can fight guys that are probably like ranked like 20 and below in the UFC, and if I beat three of them in a row, I get paid a million fucking dollars. I'm going to get out of my UFC contract, jump over to PFL, and just go through one of those tournaments. So I like that. It's super attractive for a fighter who's probably not going to be a champion in the UFC, but he's still like top 10, maybe top 15. You could still go out there and win a million. And even if you're a runner-up, you get a $200,000 paycheck, which is like top-tier fighter yep. paychecks in the UFC. So I like that. I think that makes it look very attractive for fighters to be jumping ship to PFL, and they could probably build a big roster off of that. So I don't know about top three, but if they keep doing what they're doing, I could see them definitely maybe getting up there, yeah. I, I'm on board with the PFL. You know I mean? I like the, it. I like their, what they're doing. Yeah. Their scoring system... Uh, the the you know the two regular season events and then you go into the playoffs i love that idea and especially the fact that it really pushes for finishes you know i mean guys are trying to secure a playoff spot in those first two fights um and the way to do that is to get the quickest finish possible in terms of first round or at least second round you get way more points for that um 
I love that style. It's a different wrinkle as well, too. I remember back in the day, even before we became fans, they used to have the IFL, which was more team-based. Yeah. Right? But this, PFL, you're fighting for yourself. And again, within, what is it, two regular season fights and, a, and then I think three playoff fights. I might be off on that. Um, but max, five fights you're fighting in a year. And you make a million dollars after that. Yeah. More often than not, guys are barely cracking a hundred thousand dollars after five fights in the UFC. Yep. You know the payouts I mean? so are ridiculous. The payouts are ridiculous, and we've seen that they are actually coming through with it. They paid the guys from season one. Everybody's been paid. Everybody's happy. No bad will. And also, they got a lot of good investors in terms of like Kevin Hart and some other guys that yeah they yeah. they sold a lot of stocks to other guys. So yeah. So I I, I definitely um. I definitely like what they're doing over there at the PFL. But they one thing they need to change up, just a quick thing, yep, is uh, the, the first round of fights, that if it's a draw, then the winner of the first round gets to go on. Uh, I really don't yes. like that shit. Like that's they, one thing they need to. That's work really on. stupid, and they got to change that up. I but hope they. I hope they change that. I yeah. do like, like you pointed out, the playoff season thing. They're bringing the sport aspect back yes. to a sport. Yep. Oh wow, incredible! Like oh, and <laughs> the payout is worth it. That. Yeah, and the payout yeah, is worth exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And they're actually paying guys. I'm just worried about the sustainability of that. Yep. Like, will they be able to keep paying guys, mm-hmm. or are they getting into debt more yeah. and more? Uh, they just they just signed a deal with ESPN as well. So yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally fucking forgot about that. All right, ESPN's so going hard. let's uh, wrap up this episode with uh, the last subject that we got. There were a lot of unfortunate losers in uh, yeah. the UFC this month. Uh, a lot of them winning or losing in big spots. Darren Till being one of them. He that, this was his first fight after that loss to Tyron Woodley. Promised to come back a different animal. Which was hilarious. When I saw that article, I forgot. I think it was MMA Fighting or MMA Junkie. They're like, Darren Till quoted, I will come back a different animal. I'm like, your nickname is the Gorilla. <laughs> Where, like, Darren the Chimpanzee Till doesn't really have a ring to it. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> Darren the Rhino Till. Nah, man, you're, you're the Gorilla. But regardless, I, I understand what the fuck he meant. But he didn't really get to show it up. You know what I mean? Masvidal came in there and just completely wiped his shit. Well, in a good way, if you know what he, the fuck I mean. Yeah. But uh, where the fuck does Darren Till go from here? I don't know. I, I think he, he needs, like, a much lower fight, uh, a rebuild-type fight. Um, he needs, like, he needs to fix up some holes in his game, that's for sure. Um, Defensively, fight he IQ, has a little issue, right? His like, fight IQ needs, yeah. to, needs to get up there. He's got the skill set, but he doesn't seem to fight that smart or yeah. fix up any of his holes. Like, Masvidal is usually able to get a read on him and, yeah. then, and get him Capitalized because he, on he was it. doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over. So, if you're going to be, it, like, I mean, you can't be claiming you're the best in the world. You're going to destroy everybody in the division, and then you have holes like that. Yeah. So, I think there's, like, a little bit of a, you know, honest approach to it that you might be missing, that he's got to look at his flaws honestly and adjust and get You get a certain it. level of confidence though if you come into the UFC being like what I think it was like 14 and 0 or something he's yeah. undefeated and he had a decent amount of wins too I'm not sure how top flight the competition was uh, but you know he came in with a, yeah he was he was definitely doing yeah. good and he had a good streak and then that Cerrone fight was big for him but what do you think about a possible jump to 185 for Darren Till um, that's probably where he should be going eventually if not soon um, but why not now you yeah, I mean? actually, you know what? Why not? I mean, at, at welterweight, he's—I guess—he's not too dead in the water. He's still ranked like number six, which I still think is too high for him. But either way, um, but you're coming into a middleweight division, which is kind of ruled by welterweights. Calvin Gaston, yeah, Robert that's a Whitaker. good point too. But I, I, for now, I can see him staying there because he's young and he can still make the cut, and he's still ranked six. Yep. So I feel like he—he—he he, he might think like, well, you know, one or two good wins, and I could still just be right back up in there and get a title shot. So. I, I, I'm guessing he'll stay at welterweight, but 
I kind of agree with what you just said. Yeah, if you're if you're coming off such a devastating loss, yep. or two losses in a row now, and he got deaded, like deaded bad, he got deaded, and you should take some time off in that time, maybe bulk up a bit or yeah. whatever, you, do whatever it's you need. It's only to do, better, get better if you're not like we all know about the horror yeah. stories of him trying to get down to 170. Don't so why the, the fuck why risk your life? When you're not even, yeah, like you're not, he would, I don't know if he would be even considered small in the 185 division. Luke Rockhold's gone no. up to 205 and he was probably the biggest guy there. Yeah. Right? You know what? Now that you mention it, I, I'm kind of for that. Like I think Till should probably take like a year off and come back a middleweight, different guy. Pull, um, a, pull, pull a Whitaker, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Whitaker's the fucking champion. Kelvin Gaslam's fighting for an interim title. So, yeah. like these middleweights are def or these welterweights are They're having success good. when they go up to fucking 185. Yeah. Uh, another guy that uh, suffered an unfortunate loss was uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah, I mean, he was having a, a classic Stephen Wonderboy performance against Anthony Pettis, and wa-boom, it's yep. over. Just one punch, deaded, completely out cold, right? <laughs> one shot, just owning the fight up until then. I know people are talking about how Pettis was like softening up his legs, but to me, I'm like, he was kicking the legs, but... I that was impressive work by Pettis, I'll give him that. Yeah, but I didn't... He had some good body kicks, too. Wonderboy didn't look phased I by it. Yeah. That, that was my thing. Like he maybe Wonder Boy it was looked still better. Him. I think it might have looked better than it actually was because yeah. I don't even think Wonderboy got bothered at all. Didn't look like his movement changed at all. Maybe I think he if, just didn't see the punch. If that fight hit maybe the third or fourth round, maybe we maybe would it see was, the effects yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're totally correct in terms of like Wonderboy did not seem phased at all. At yeah. That. Uh, I think Wonderboy. Let me just confirm his age, but he's fucking he's 35, 36, he's 35. The Wonder Man. The one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should be graduating to the Wonder Man at this point. He still do looks they, like a boy. Do though, they even so. have his fucking? Uh, yeah, they don't even have th his I'm age. I'm pretty sure he's 36. Yeah, I, I know correctly. he. I know he's definitely up there in terms of age. Yeah. But um, yeah. Where does he go from here? Is he is he still you know top flight competition? Like, can yeah. he beat like? I, I think I think it's getting to that point because he's had such a long kickboxing career, and then he came in the UFC, he had a lot of fights. I think it's getting to a point where his chin is failing him. Because he, the first time he ever got clipped and rock was against Woodley. Then the rematch gets clipped and rocked again. Yep. Then in the next fight against Till, gets clipped and rocked again. Now then, in the Masvidal fight, he didn't really get hit. And then now this fight gets punched, deaded, one punch by Anthony Pettis of all people. Again, not a I, huge puncher. I think it's just gotten to a point where he he will he should be able to tune anybody up on the feet, but anybody could just crack him one time and he's going out. Which is funny because one thing that a lot of people gave him uh, you know praise for was his ability to manage distance and yeah and movement. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, he and he recovers well against Woodley. Woodley yeah. steamrolled him and he dropped him with a bomb and then was destroying him on the ground with ground and pound. He he survived it fine, but. And so just just the fact that after such a long layoff too, when you're resting and you come back and you still get deaded by Anthony Pettis with one punch, I don't, I just don't like where it's going for him in terms of being 36 years old and now starting to get knocked out. I think just time has caught up to him. What do you think about a possible matchup between him and Santiago Ponsonibio? That's he, a name that kind of yeah, jumps out at me. He should just have fun fights, I think, at this point, and like bigger name fights. Um, and honestly. The thing right now with Thompson is the way he got knocked out, man. I don't want to see him fight for like a year. I know. So I don't think yeah. I should. I think he should just sit out. Just but chill out. if if he does want to get back in there quick and get a fight, yeah, Ponzinibbio needs a bigger fight. First of all, how the fuck does Ponzinibbio <laughs> not get the Woodley fight over Robbie Lawler? Yeah, there, I don't you know get what? that there's, rematch there's so at all. There's so many questions regarding that. Like Woodley is somebody that we're going to talk about yeah, as well, like, but like Ponzi should well, have got like, that fight over agree, over Lawler, hundred percent. Lawler should maybe. I wanted to have mine. That's seeing, a rematch uh, nobody gave a fuck about seeing again. Like, oh, let's. Go I would have been this. down to see uh, Lawler versus Edwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like Lawler and Woodley are both kind of more veterans and older guys. So why are they fighting each other at this yeah. point? Like 
Let them fight the younger crop, you know. I don't know. I felt like I'm the only person in the world that probably didn't have as much of a problem with Woodley and Lawler getting matched up again. Like, I want to kind of see maybe Lawler get that fight back because, you know, you got clipped yeah. once and you just went dead. I, I wasn't, what if he survived that? You know what I mean? Like, again, you yeah. could say that with any fight. I get that. I get that. But I, I find that fight is favoritism towards Lawler because he's number 10 getting a chance yeah. at number one. So if he beats yep. number one, he's going to fly up the rankings. Yep. It's a huge fight for him. It does almost nothing for Woodley. You've already knocked the guy out yeah. and he's number 10 and you're number one. You're yep. not getting a title fight after this. You're probably not no. even getting a title eliminator fight after this. What does this do for you other than erase the Usman loss? That's yeah. really what he's going for. Yeah, he just needs to get back on the board. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that 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 to me is like Dana going, you know what, Lawler? I think you got fucked over in the Askren fight. So here, have the number one guy. <laughs> like, because Dana loves Lawler, let's be honest. Yeah. Everyone in the UFC loves Who the loves fuck Lawler. doesn't, though? Yeah, who doesn't, right? Robbie Lawler, of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Let's shift divisions because we've talked a lot about uh, the welterweights here. But uh, where does Edson Barboza go from here? After a devastating loss to Justin Gaethje this past weekend in Philly, you know, he seemed to have... He had a masterful performance against Daniel Hooker before that fight. You know, okay. And now... Yeah, the thing... The thing he gets with, deaded by uh, Justin Gaethje. Yeah, the thing with Barboza is this guy has really bad fight IQ. Yeah. He has all the skills in the world, but... Remember when he shot for a takedown against Tony Ferguson? Yeah, because he was getting pressured. <laughs> Every time he loses, it's a guy who's pressuring him I and know. he makes the he same mistake. Anything. He can't do no, anything. No, he makes the same mistake over yeah. and over where... He, he'll plant and then just start throwing like crazy and then circle out again and yeah. plant and throw like crazy. And then he tires himself out doing yeah. that, trying to finish the he guy. He exerts love. And sure. then if the guy doesn't get finished, then he fucking starts to fold and fade and gets destroyed. Like, the beatings he's taken against Kevin Lee yeah. and Khabib yep. and now this knockout against uh, Gaethje, he's officially, in my opinion, done as a titled contender. Like, he's not getting a title He's just going to hover on 10, you think? I, I, yeah, I think he, he can beat be. guys like... Dan Hooker even... Hooker fought him so dumb I like know, he came in and you're you're watching the fight going what did you think was going to happen yeah. hooker like how did you not plan for this yeah. at all <laughs> i thought you would have a better strategy than this yeah. right barboza's been figured out i think at, at this point um he's I, like the, the ultimate gatekeeper exactly i if think you, you get just a win over barboza you're top three, exactly top five material. i think you leave him in the gatekeeper role and you just kind of feed him like younger talent that's coming up um hopefully more people that aren't going to really hurt him because he's gets <laughs> Dude, by he's all means please the fuck up sean shelby i highly doubt you're fucking watching this podcast but <clears throat> do not give him gregor gillespie let's save him a wrestling beating let's oh save my him god yeah beating, just the please. amount of the, just the the, <laughs> amount, oh, the 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 khabib and kevin lee fights the amount of grapple fucking he had to endure like it's like just 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 save it now for barboza but then the poor guy he fights justin gaethje still gets knocked the fuck yeah. out on the feet so and a fight he was I a favorite in too right yeah i don't a really lot of know people what thought he do. would stand that and and just pick gaethje apart you know what i like this fight barboza and alexander hernandez i'm not opposed to that yeah they're both coming that's off losses fight. they both need to rebound god damn that's why not damn, right that, yeah that, that's actually a really <laughs> good fight i'm down with that Hernandez still gets to fight up, even coming off a yeah. big loss to Cerrone. So. Barboza gets KO'd. A couple of hours later, he's back in Philly, or wherever the fuck he's from, New Jersey, uh, watching his daughter get born. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, just get, just got fucking murked, and now you're just watching your daughter come out. Yeah. Well, that's good, because he'll he'll remember that weekend for the daughter being born, yeah. and not much for being... Yeah. KO'd with his I didn't up. fight that week. What are you talking about? Even the way he fell. You fought that He was week. on his back with his <laughs> yeah. knees up in the oh, air. That was like, bad. I was like, oh my God, that this guy's bad. dead. Yeah. Oh, that was a horrible loss for uh, Edson Barboza there. Um, we got three more names I want to touch on, but I don't know if I'm going to give one of them any love. Uh, Michael Johnson. 
poor guy. A guy that put together three wins, three solid wins. Say what you want about the Andre Wasn't it Feely two? fight. It was two wins. It he was beat, Feely and Lobov, that's it. There was one more. Uh, God damn. I know for sure there's one more. No. There has got to be one more. I got you, man. It's two. Are you sure it's two? It's two. I thought it was three. He was coming off three losses in a row, and then he beat Feely by split, and then he got the Lobov win. I be- oh, yeah. I bet him in the Feely fight. So, okay. Let's say two. It's yeah. two fights. But that's still a, you know, he, he lost to, what, Darren Elkins before that? Yeah. Before that, was, that was what he it was. He lost to Darren Elkins, Elkins before that run. Uh, Might you know, it was his first fight down at 45, so I'll give him a little bit of slack. And, you know, Darren Elkins is not an easy out. You, you know, probably easy to beat, but... He's easy to beat the shit out of, but yeah. you got to worry about his grappling. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what Do you think he sticks around at 45? Should he go back to 55? Uh, you know, I was listening to Alex's uh, podcast earlier this week, and he brought up the fact that, you know, he has that win over t- Tony Ferguson, even though Tony Ferguson has kind of avenged it. But he sh- he's shown that he's definitely up there with... You know, and any given night, he's a top 10, top 5 guy. So, yeah, Michael Johnson's one of those guys. He's got the skills to beat anybody, but then he kind of just shits the bed sometimes yeah. or doesn't fight up to his Do potential. Do you think he was winning that fight, though? The, the Emmett fight? Emmett, 100%. He was tuning that. Emmett up, and I had money on Emmett. Yeah. I thought Emmett would look better than that. Yeah. And I thought for sure, I'm like, man, Michael Johnson looks pretty good. He looks comfortable, but then yep. I think he got too comfortable. I know. And I don't one know... Shot. See, it's hard to say if he should move back up to lightweight because it doesn't... I think he missed weight in one of the fights, but he doesn't look super drawn out mm. or he doesn't look really bad at the weight. He got hit with, by a few bombs by Emmett too and ate them Early. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard to say like, oh, he got deaded. Maybe it's because of the weight cut. I mean, Emmett threw his whole fucking yeah. body into that, that punch. Was I think anybody's going to get picture deaded perfect. from that. Yeah, that was I don't care perfect. what weight that fight was at. I'm pretty sure Michael Johnson was going out yeah. either way. So it's hard to say it's because of the weight cut. I... I I, I, I kind of think that he should probably maybe just go up to lightweight just because he's just be older. There. Yeah. You're coming off a bad loss now. Yeah. And, yeah, he's got some good wins there. He's got wins over – this is what's fucking crazy to me. Poirier's three and Ferguson is one, and Michael Johnson has beaten both oh, of these yeah. guys. Michael Johnson's the last Damn. guy to beat Tony Ferguson, and he deaded Dustin Poirier. Yeah, that was a bad knockout. Too. Yeah, like one. he destroyed Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Like he knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, so it's – Pretty crazy. He's got I'd wins over one and three. I'd be down to CMJ at 55 for sure. Yeah, and he's got a win over Barbosa and two. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so got true. some really good lightweight wins. He has leverage there for sure. So, yeah, for me, it's like, man, you're older. Why cut the weight? Just yeah. don't bother. Just don't go bother. back up to lightweight. You can beat these guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd probably rather see him at lightweight in all honesty. I want to give one minute to Volkan Uzdemir. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate quickly, win. Quickly, got to say, just quickly, I have yeah. to throw this in about Uzdemir. Go for it. That Uzdemir-Reyes fight. Yeah. I thought Reyes definitely won that fight. I don't okay. know what the fuck everybody's going okay. up, going on about with Ozdemir winning that fight. I think if you, uh, and I called this out, the commentary was incredibly biased. That <laughs> second round, Reyes is landing, and they're not mentioning anything Nothing. about it. And then when Ozdemir does, like, one thing, they're like, oh, like, yeah, it kind of feels like Ozdemir's winning. I'm like, I don't, can you bring up the striking numbers? Because oh. I keep seeing Reyes hitting him. I don't see what's going on here. I thought Reyes clearly won that fight. I think if you watch on mute... Uh, the, the, it, it, I think it's obvious. More. Like a round one, Ozdemir, round two and three, Reyes, I thought was pretty obvious. But yeah, anyways. He, so it was still close enough of a fight for people to say that it was a bit of a controversy. Yeah. So he shouldn't really fall too far down the the, the rankings here at 205. Uh, do you think he still has a, you know, maybe another title contention run in him? Like he's just, he's been, you know, he deaded Misha Sarkinov, deaded... Uh, OSP no he went to a decision with OSP deaded Jimmy Manuel like we, we know he has knockout power but he's he's probably not gonna be John Jones I th- he's I th- not gonna be Daniel Cormier 
I thought when he got his title shot, he was overrated coming in because, mm. okay, you you clip Misha Serkinov really quickly behind the ear. Yep. Then in his but then Misha Serkinov kind of proved to not be that great. Like that Glover fight, I mean, he was winning the stand up, but he kind of just quit on the ground. Yeah. Like I don't know what happened there. Yeah. That was weird. And he's relatively and yeah, it was just good on the ground yeah. against uh, Manawa. Same thing, Manawa once again has bad fight IQ he kind of just leaves his his head out there and he has a terrible chin and he quickly deads him in the clinch the DC fight I thought DC beat him standing then made him quit by the end of the first got saved by the bell then pretty much got finished again same way in the same (laughs) fight so and then ever since that DC fight he's looked bad in my opinion Um, Anthony Smith fight didn't look that great Anthony Smith's not even doing much and then eventually just wears him out chokes him out like I don't that think that was Ozdemir, a very bad performance. I really don't think Ozdemir is that great. I think he just got lucky with this little three, this, this streak of wins that he accumulated. He got over even he, the OSP fight. It, yeah. I know it was his debut on a short notice, but yeah. a lot of people thought that OSP got robbed. OSP was, should have won that fight. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think he's that great to begin with. Um, so I, I don't see him going back. In the Seeing title the names contender. you see in the top five, there, do you yeah. think he cracks the top where, five again? Where, where are we at? Oh, yeah, it's on the right, right side. Yeah, far right. top five. Does he crack top five? So he no. lost to Dominic Reyes. He well, lost to the, Anthony Smith. The division's so crap. I could, he, of course, he can, he can, he can probably get <laughs> back up there. He's, he'll never beat a DC, a Gus, or a Jones ever. Ooh. I don't see that ever happening. Um, he could probably beat Smith on a good night. He, he could probably beat. Him. Yeah, but he was also kind of winning the first. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he's probably up two one going into the fourth round, from what I remember. Um, so you could argue that, but no, I, no, I, I think OSP kind of hovers around. Uh, I think 10. we're gonna get we're gonna get Johnny Walker. He's gonna sky, skyrocket into that like that. I think Corey Anderson range. takes out Ozdemir as long as he doesn't get clipped. I think he I easily think so. grapples him. Yep. Uh, Johnny Walker, another guy that's gonna probably be on this list. He would probably dead Ozdemir after uh, after well, he fights. Actually, it's, it's probably too hard to tell with him because we haven't seen much. Man, just, just keeps killing people in like ten <laughs> seconds. Jimmy Manuel is fighting Alexander Rakic, so I think uh, Rakic is going to definitely be in the top ten. I'm getting worried about Manuel's brain health at this point. I know he should he scary. should not it's be scary fighting. Me. Just stop fighting. Yeah, everything Thiago Santos him. loss was really bad too. Everything wobbles him. Yeah. Uh, and last guy, we're only again one minute on this guy. Oh God, Cody Garbrandt, probably you know the dumbest fighter ever <laughs> with the most skills. <laughs> Him. And Justin Scoggins are probably top two for me in terms of oh. fu- horrible fight IQ, horrible, horrible dog shit fi- fight IQ. Uh, all but the talent in the world. But the, yeah, his skills but are... But if you can't execute the, that talent. The Dominic Cruz fight? Like, how is this the guy yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that yeah. outmaneuvered and outfootworked and outdanced Dominic Cruz for yeah. five rounds and definitively beat made him? Made it look, yeah, made it look And nobody easy. else could beat Dominic Cruz, no. but he, and he, he did he it easily, it easily. And now he's coming off three knockout losses where in each of the fights he's just doing the same the same one to the hook combos and leaving his chin out there in the exact same position just up in the air the 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 second tj fight the second in the munoz fight he got dropped the exact same Uh, way it's it's him going in with the hook while and 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 while getting cut off with with the right it's the same thing and in the second tj fight he threw the same combo three times and tj countered with the same combo three times and then finally landed it on the third what the fuck are you doing dude you, if you're going to beat Cruz like that, if he if he kept a fighting like that, he easily, I think he easily beats TJ. Not easily, maybe. I think he beats TJ. Yeah. He clipped him and rocked him, and I think he got too cocky in that first fight. He thought, oh, I got you I now, got right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think he has a, definitely a good chance. He has some of the quickest hook hook combos, yep. boxing combos I've ever seen in my He's fucking He's very life. crisp on the feet. It's ridiculous. When you get in close, just bombs like crazy. 
But, you know, he fights like a complete idiot. He decided to go rock him, sock him against Munoz, who's more of a grappler yep. and is a guy who's easy to hit. If he's yep. easy to hit, Cody could just easily Pick him stick apart. and move, stick and move. If he was able him. to hit Dominic Cruz with such ease, he yeah. would have had a field down Pedro Munoz. That, that, that you know what it was? Remember what it was that like got him angry? The unintentional headbutt or whatever. It was the headbutt. Yeah, but stop yeah. being a stupid fucking hothead, dude. <laughs> Fight properly. <laughs> like, yeah, well, then after, I mean... He, he Instagrams a pic of him looking all badass, like, uh, kill or be killed. Like, shut up, dude. Stop being an idiot, stupid. man. You're losing fucking brain cells and getting knocked out for no goddamn reason when you should have easily won that fight and should be back up into title contention or maybe getting a title fight soon. All right. Especially with the way the division is. I know. Uh, with TJ getting he uh, kicked been, out, he, he could have been, been yeah. right back in there. He could have been fighting it Marlon Marias. Yeah, that would have been the number one. For the title, yeah, and you could have Pseudo Benavides. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. maybe he fucked everything up. It's Cody's fault. <laughs> Fuck Cody. It's like Jessica I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody likes her either. <laughs> oh, she, but, my God. but she's got a chance, right? Against yeah, yeah, uh, Valentino. Did you see that? I'm not, you know what? We're not even talking what about that. What is it? Fuck that. No, no. She should be a bigger underdog than Smith against Jones. Fuck Jessica I against Shevchenko. Are you We're not saying her name anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap this uh, episode up with one last segment, a quick one. Most anticipated fight of this coming month. So for April, what are you? Which fight are you most yeah, excited for? Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. There's not that many really big fights this month. Um, so I'd have to um, before it fell through. I think that was like earlier today. I my personal one would have been Jacare Yoel too, because uh, I. Like that first fight was controversial. It was close. Yeah. I kind of felt it probably should have been more of like a draw. I don't think Romero deserved the win, but I don't really think Jacare deserved the win because mm-hmm. of how dominant the first round was for Romero. Yep. So I probably would have leaned towards a draw. So that was a, a, a rematch I was definitely looking forward to. And Jacare finally getting a good fight. That guy seems to get fucked over oh, either yeah. by bad timing or whatever. Yep. All the goddamn time. He's yeah. old. Let's get him his title shot or a he big fight. It. Like, come he on. And he should have. He, he should be on a three fight win streak. He, he beat Kelvin as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So he should be fighting Israel for the interim belt. He yes. should be getting all these fights. So he's kind of getting fucked over. But um, I have to say, because that fight fell through, that I'd have to go with definitely Holloway Poirier too. Okay. Um, That's next weekend. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember, but I think there was another fight on that card where I wanted to, that that was also kind of like a, a, a good fight. It was close. But overall, I'd have to go with Holloway Poirier too. I remember watching that fight when the they were like one? so yeah. young. And that was seven years kid. ago or something? The, yeah. No, yeah. 2010 might have been like eight nine or nine years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Jeez. I remember Holloway coming in this little kid. And I remember in that fight, um, I should rewatch it too. But from, from what I remember, Holloway was beating him in the stand-up as a 20-year-old hmm. kid. And then Poirier just took him down and destroyed him He had like him less than 10 fights back then, too. He was like literally a kid. Yeah. He was like 20 years old. He came into old. the UFC with what? Like 4-1 and one or something like that? Yeah, he was 4-0. and No, I think he was 4-0. Oh. oh, 4 and oh. Yeah, and then after the Poirier fight, he was 4-0. And, oh. and his whole career has pretty much been in the UFC and growing in front of us. So I definitely have to go with that fight, especially because of the stakes, too. And uh, I oh, do f- oh, oh, my God. Champ. Interim champ. <laughs> hold yeah. your horses let's don't fucking okay. you know bring no, a red panty knife n- for this not even out. necessarily the stakes in terms of like it's a belt but the stakes in terms of like where that puts you in the division yeah. let's let an let, immediate let's, shot at Khabib let's say okay. that yeah, it's, a, it's a shiny and let's not forget this time last year we were actually supposed to get Khabib against Max Holloway yeah against Holloway I was fine with it back then just because of the nature of it and everything falling apart last minute I'm but, not gonna lie. This might be bad to say too. Uh, I fuck. wouldn't what be. You, I wouldn't uh, be upset if Holloway has to pull out and 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 Ferguson's <laughs> ready to go. Oh, can you? I think that oh. cleans everything up much nicer okay, in the division, right? You think Ferguson's really gonna come back with with? Okay, I know he's having his issues. Going on. He's, yep. he's having his issues, but 
from what I like, I, he's back on Twitter. He's being active. I, I'm hoping he's kind of getting the help he needs. He's 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 getting back there. He's always going to be a little crazy. Yeah, that's Tony Ferguson <laughs> for you. Even on tough, even on Ultimate Fighter, he was yeah, he was, yeah, he he was, was, a, he was a bit nut, nutty. Yeah, that's cool. But that that also makes him a little weird, and and what also gives him like that crazy edge in fighting. I like, agree. The fact that he trains for six hours straight and has yeah. cardio for days—that's because he's fucking crazy. Yeah, like straight up, there's a little you bit. You need of crazy. that aspect. You need that. Comes back off of uh, that that crazy surgery oh, yeah, after Kevin six Lee. months and doesn't even do any traditional nope. rehab. Does his own shit and looks perfect and fine. Okay, it, it, that's like crazy in a good way too. So it helps him become a better fighter too. So I don't know. As long as it's like he's not in deep shit either. Like he's no. not being charged no, or anything no, 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 with no, no, that. No. It's it's just he's just got to get his mental a little better. Yeah. Man, he's probably in shape. I really wouldn't be too upset if Holloway maybe stubs a toe. Nothing. Not, nothing major. <laughs> Nothing major. Can't cut weight, even though he's Some, going up. No, yeah, he's, he's not going to miss the weight. Yeah, so, something happens, and then, you know, Ferguson's ready to go. What if he has, like, his, his like uh, concussion-like symptoms spark back up? Remember, oh, that was a huge we, thing that, back in the day? That that not was scary. Day, but, like, a year or two That was ago. scary, man. That, that was that some scary shit, the way he was speaking, too. Yeah. That was weird, because they never even found out what it was. Exactly. Yeah, Bisbing fucking called him out on it, like, immediately. Yeah, right? yeah, that was weird. It, it was probably, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably from the weight cut. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I... I'd, I definitely actually probably prefer to see the Ferguson Poirier fight, but if we got to do it, Holloway Poirier is also a really fun fight. I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, yeah. like I said in the last episode, I think I I don't agree with the order of things in terms of Poirier yeah. Holloway happening, but my dick will be rock hard the whole fucking fight week because it's coming right it's up. Gonna it's gonna be a great fucking fight. Sick. It's funny too because I think for 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 the sake of like the divisions being uh, where everyone should be at. Poirier should probably win mm-hmm. to just just to just to keep the, the balance again, order of things. Yeah, the yeah. order of things. But I also am just a bigger fan of Holloway, so I kind of just I just want to see his winning streak keep going. And yeah, see this guy keep making history and doing him because he's fucking awesome. So yeah. I don't really know. I don't even know the way I want that fight to go. But I actually think Holloway's probably gonna win that fight. So that's your most anticipated fight. Yeah, for April has to be man has to be. My I I the, see I seem like. Whenever we, even last time we did this, I think I chose Leon Edwards and Gunnar Nelson, and you chose uh, Edson Barboza. And yeah, Justin it was Gagey. Barboza Gagey. You you like the 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 glitz and glamour and like the I guess like the, the, yeah. the magnitude of the fight. There are some fights though where the styles are just like, oh, this is gonna be a bar. And that's what the okay, type of fight it, I'm it, fucking. It might be a fight month. that I did just even forgot about. Okay. It uh, was a fight that kind of didn't really happen last minute, but it is an injury replacement. Uh, Alex Cowboy Oliveira against Mike Perry. Okay. That should be some fucking fun. Tell me that. Tell me you would not have wanted to watch that fight. Even like, just just if you saw those two names together, you'd be like, yeah, oh, you got shit. a good point. And Let's like put these guys together, Oliveira doesn't have the greatest fight IQ and will go balls to the wall. And we know Mike, Mike Perry, Perry wants you to fucking go. Balls Let's see to the what wall. married. Let's see what married Mike Perry goes about. Because he's married now. Let's not forget about that. The platinum one so has much. been tamed. That means so much, right? The platinum one has been tamed. Signed that contract. Platinum Uh-oh. princess, baby. Uh oh. <laughs> platinum <laughs> Everything's princess. Everything's changed. No, I don't. We're gonna don't. see platinum princess back in the corner too. I'm thinking maybe, but uh, my, I think Mike Perry is actually training with like Jacare and those guys in Orlando because Jacare weirdly is okay, in that, Orlando. That or could Florida be a barn or something burner. Shit like that. See, that could be a barn burner. But if Cowboy Oliveira fights smart, he <laughs> will just grapple him and take him down and choke his ass out like he did fights to Tim Means. smart. Yeah, but... Cowboy Oliveira. But he did against Tim Means. Yeah. Do you remember how Cowboy fought in that, in that rematch against Tim Means after that no contest? 
He yeah. didn't even engage him in the stand-up and just, just grapple him fucked him okay. and choked him his ass up. I don't know. Oh. And and you thought that fight was gonna I like I thought that was gonna be another stand-up stand-up barn burner fun fight, but no, he just dragged him to the ground. So maybe Oliveira goes, hey. Last fight, Gunnar Nelson broke my whole fucking face. <laughs> I need a, I need a win right now. Yeah. So maybe I just drag this guy to the ground and tap him out after I saw what Cerrone did to him pretty easily. I'm, I could probably hoping, fuck this guy up. On I'm the hoping somehow, some way, Mike Perry's takedown defense has gotten a little bit better or something like that, and this fight ends ends up just staying on the feet and we get a bloodbath or I, something. I, that, I, that's I, the the just bleed fan in me coming out. Yeah. I, that could easily happen, but now that I think about it more and more, I actually think Oliver is going to take this to the ground and beat him on the ground. And I hate the fact that I'm starting to think that yeah, way, right. but it's still my most interesting fight of the month. Remember, I think, I didn't he have, um, Gunner had his back, and he, he reversed it and got guard yeah. on him and yep. was doing pretty good. Yep. So There his, was some success that Alex Oliver grappling had on the ground. Is, the gap between the grappling yeah. is probably going to be it's probably really gonna be immense, fucking yeah. big in terms of Mike Perry and Cowboy Again, Oliveira. Again, short notice as well, so that could add a different short wrinkle to it as well. From, uh, for Oliveira, right? From Mike Perry, no. Because Oliveira was actually supposed to fight Li Jing Liang, which was going to be That's a great right. fucking okay. fight, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a fight that I was very much looking forward to as well. Yeah. But, you know, that's the... I don't Good know replacement. Could, I yeah. think they're almost similar. Like, Li Jing yeah. they're just both stand-up fighters. Mike Perry's more in your face, though. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much my... Uh, most I like it. Of the I month. like that pick, though. And uh, Tony goes with the big guns with uh, Max yeah. Holloway and Dustin Party, But you can't be too mad about that. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, hey, I was going to go with Yoel and Jaka Ray. Uh, Come on, man. And I guess got that, pulled, that is still the day of The day of recording this podcast, it got pulled. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> man. Poor Jaka Ray. Give yeah. that fucking guy a break, yeah. man. Yeah. He should... It just It still pisses me off that Kelvin is getting a fight over him. He, he beat Kelvin as far as I'm concerned. It's still, I'm not and he's lie, even ranked above Kelvin, <laughs> where he should it's still, be. It's still a would-watch fight for me in terms of Kelvin Gastelum against Israel Adesanya. So I'm not going to complain too much about <sighs> that. Because regardless, even after that fight... I think we're still going to get, you know, maybe the winner of Jacare, and I think it's Paulo Costa who's going to get the fight. Jacare's like 37, 38. Yeah. Like, get this guy in there. Let's fight. get him his big <laughs> fights quickly. And Kelvin is overranked. That's my problem with him. He's young and taking up these spots, and yeah. he's overranked. You beat Bisbing three I weeks think, after GSP think, took him out, and he was checked out already. I and think, then you got a bad decision over Jacare. I think Adesanya beats him, so I think that this whole Kelvin thing is going to slowly whittle away. I hope so, man. He should be a welterweight if you could just cut the weight properly. Maybe and, if uh, he, if he, like, this might be his, like, valiant run, being like, okay, here's my title shot. Let me get this title shot. If I win, sick. If I don't, all right, maybe I'll go back down to 170 and, like, prove to the UFC, look, I did this middleweight thing yeah. for you guys. Let me go back down to welterweight. Let me try that shit again. And he, again, he matches up very well against the top five guys there as well. Yeah, so, I think he's just sticking around because of that, because, like, yeah. he's doing well and he's in a good position, so why bother? But, I think he's just taking up room right now in the top of the division, and he probably shouldn't be there. All right. Well, that's pretty much episode two for you guys. Um, make sure you guys check out the MMA Lockcast, which should, which should be up for uh, UFC 236 um, during fight week. Um, I'm going to be breaking down the whole entire card as well, breaking down my two bets that I've already posted on Twitter. So make sure you guys check that out at MMALOTN. Combative Stories is going to be more often soon, I promise. Next one is scheduled for May. Uh, but then after that, we're going to try to get the ball rolling a little bit more. Uh, but I'm have fun, man. I'm fucking having fun doing this shit. Yeah, I know same, before man. before setting up all the lights and the glitz and the glamour and putting the makeup on, it's a little... Uh, but once we get the ball rolling and we start, you know, getting into the fucking outline, we're good, man. Yeah, it's just something we're passionate about. You can't, you can't really... All the time. Again, yeah. I, told him, I told him this before. You can't fabricate chemistry. And the fact that me and him started watching this fucking sport at the same time. Yeah. And we pretty much watched every major thing that's ever happened in this sport exactly. together. 
So we've like even our understanding of the sport has grown at the same pace together. Exactly. So exactly. it's like it's perfect. Yeah, I fucking awesome. love it. And Big Rob fucking doing the shit behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is some Loving it. Yes, sir. So yes, episode two, Combative Stories. We appreciate you guys watching. As always, make sure you guys oh, yeah. rate, like, subscribe. This shit's on Spotify. So if you guys are just listening to us, it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. Uh, I forgot the other thing that it's on, but it's on SoundCloud. Uh, and then on YouTube, obviously, you guys can see our pretty faces and all the magic that we're going to be doing up on the green screen that we got behind us now. I'm oh, so yeah. fucking psyched for that shit, my man, Big Rob, all coming right. to again. Yeah. All right. That that from for me, for Tony Hawani, for uh, Big Rob. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you guys watching. Tune in next time.